Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to Jerry Atchison Podcast. And today I will be talking about the Jimmy Atchison case and just police brutality cases all around and how that stuff needs to stop. Recently, there's been a lot of police brutality cases all around the world with Breonna Taylor getting interrupted by a movie with the movie night with her and her boyfriend, and she got shot around, I think, they multiple times. George Floyd, where he got mistaken for using a $20 bill, and the officer kneeled on his neck for 8 minutes and 36 seconds. I want to say that again. 8 minutes and 36 seconds. <clears throat> that This stuff needs to stop. Polish brutality needs to stop. <clears throat> There's been a lot of cases that's been blowing up, but it's this Jimmy Ashton case that hasn't been getting the attention that it has been, but it has been on the news a couple of times. When I was looking up this case with Jimmy Ashton, I just felt this case very special. And I just wanted to do this case about Jimmy Ashton because when I... In it when I when I'm about to interview his uncle and his auntie, I think they're gonna say some good stuff about him and how he was a good I, I heard he had two kids and he had a rap career going and he loved his family. And that's why I just really, really just wanna talk about this. Well, let me tell you some information about the case of Jimmy Ashton. He was murdered by an Atlanta police officer named Sean Kim. Eleven Alive has provided a lot of information about Sean Kim. And when I was looking at the information, I was like, this is a very physical police officer. He's had so many complaints and he's still on the streets trying to protect people and Basically, he's not even protecting nobody. And I just felt this couldn't, this would have never happened if the chief would have got him off the streets. Because I feel like the rule, the, the police officer supposed to protect, not just kill and brutalize people. So back to this Jimmy Ashton case. Sorry for So the case began when he was, Jimmy Ashton had a warrant for armed robbery where I was showed in episode three where witnesses say he didn't have, he didn't do that then. He didn't have no armed robbery. He just <clears throat> had his phone. He had asked, he had asked the lady for a phone and he just like walked off, but he didn't. He didn't have no gun. He didn't steal the phone. So the day of Jimmy Ashton's murder, it was a morning. It was an early morning. He was with his two toddlers when he seen the police coming. So he put his toddlers under the bed so his toddlers want to see that they want to see. See his, so his toddlers want to see what's going on and how these other cases with Breonna Taylor, 
I feel like that was a good choice because who knows, they could have just came in, busted the door open, just like Breonna Taylor just started shooting. So that's when he went to a friend's house to surrender. And there were some reports saying that both Sean Kim and another officer was giving them two different commands, just like the Breonna Taylor case. And one command was telling them to stay, and one command was telling them to come out. But Sean Kim rushed in and shot him in the, in above the eye in the face area. Not, and once they did a lot of investigation, they found out that Jimmy Ashton never had a weapon. He was never he was he never robbed anybody. So this is why I want to do that case because this is this case is very I feel like this this case is very serious and this pro, police brutality has been has been handled the wrong way with just letting these officers just go on with their lives without <laughs> facing no type of punishment. So I will be interviewing the uncle and the auntie on this case and just I want to hear about what I want to hear what they had to say about the case and how they felt. I also talked to some of his sisters and they say he was just a outgoing person. He was just a funny person. He lifted he was the he brought the light to a family reunion. He was he was just that that person people wanted to be around and he he really he basically just kept it real. So throughout this podcast you'll be hearing from some relatives of of Jimmy Atchison and I just wanna to get to the bottom of this and I just wanna know how did you know, questions like how did the city of Atlanta deal with the case? And is Sean Kim going to get fired? And I hope this podcast can help Jimmy Atchison get justice and get Sean Kim arrested or even fired. So today I have special guest that's coming in, a host, a co-host that's coming in named Tim, one of the uncles of Jimmy Atkinson. And um, I just wanted to interview him today about what it's about police brutality and just some questions about Jimmy Atkinson and how he was as a person. So, hey, how you doing, Tim? How you doing, sir? How you doing? Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining my podcast. So, how was Jimmy Atchison to you growing up? And as a kid, like, was he involved in sports? I heard he was a good rapper. Just tell me some stuff about him. Jimmy Atchison was a real good guy. We called him LJ. And uh, he was a wonderful kid. You know, he played football at a young age and he also came up and became an awesome rapper. And, you know, he always 
wrote his music and he kept up with it. And uh wonderful kid. Okay, okay. So um how so the day um in January of two thousand nineteen when you found out about his death, how did that affect the family? Oh devastating. Uh it is you never forget it. My sister called me at seven o'clock around seven thirty and told me that he had passed. She said he called her and said, Mama, I love you. And then he called her back. When next thing you know, he she found out that he had been shot. And it, it tore her up. It was death. She was devastated. And to this day, it's still tear up. Yeah, I know that will just tear up. So I have, so yeah. the guy, Sean Kim, the officer, I've been reading some stuff mm-hmm. about him and I heard he hasn't even been arrested. He's just, he, he's retired. But how do you think about him really murdering somebody, but let this happen? He just probably at home right now <laughs> eating Oreos. Well, I think it was crazy because I think that they gave him the option to resign. Then the firm, I think that he should have been fired for for thing, the thing that he done because don't nobody deserve to die the way that David Atchison did. Good. Yeah, that's I was when I was reading up on this case, I was like, this is it's crazy. This kind of reminds me of because how younger Trayvon Martin. So, I know you heard about the Breonna Taylor's, which Breonna Taylor case, Lena Floyd. How do you think about Breonna Taylor and the cases and them just giving them money and the officers just haven't been either jail? Well, I think it's awful, man. I don't think money is enough to take to cover what happened to on episode three of the Jimmy Atchison case I have I have Tammy Ferry interviewing about the case who mostly know a, a lot about the case. Hey how you doing Tammy? I'm good. How are you Jared? Good. So um on the day of Jimmy Atchison death, how did the Explain the situation. Well, on the day of the death, I was home. Um, it was early in the morning when I got the phone call. It was after 8 a.m. And um, just so happened my car wasn't working. So um, when his sister called me, I was really upset and I was trying to get to the scene. And um, I literally started walking this thing because it was probably about 15 minutes away from my house and during the time that I was walking his sister Ariana picked me up and when I got to the scene everything was taped off Um, the officers they wouldn't tell us anything we didn't know for sure if Jimmy was alive or if Jimmy was deceased 
because nobody would speak to us, tell us anything. Um, I kept asking questions from the officers. They kept telling me that it was a GBI case. The GBI was um, over the case. And when I tried to speak with the GBI, they said that the FBI was over the case because it was a um, federal task force that um, that was executing the warrant. And um, finally, we were able to speak to someone and they told us that Jimmy was Jimmy was killed by one gunshot wound to the face. Wow. So um, on the day of the murder, how did the news report? How did the news report the death? Did they try to consider it as a police brutality or did they just well, didn't know no information? So they well, consider it as criminal off the streets yeah I, I would say that that was so much of the case they only thing they was report, kept reporting that he was a um, armed robbery suspect an armed robbery suspect he was wanted for armed robbery but they did not you know investigate to see that the armed robbery case was still being investigated because they felt like there wasn't enough evidence to issue a warrant but somehow a warrant was issued um they they never told the story of Jimmy, Jimmy's life or anything like that until later on. The main thing at the scene was he was wanted for armed robbery. He jumped out of a window and ran and he was shot in the face by the federal task force. Wow. Yeah, because some of the um, a lot of people didn't know that he had his kids and all that inside the Inside the apartment with him, a lot of people didn't know that. And I was, when I was reading up on it and reading the comments about mm -hmm. it, they was like, "Oh, wow, I did not know they had their kids. His kids was there, and that would maybe the reason why, because he didn't want his kids to be involved." In exactly. Was, he didn't want the kids you know, to be hurt, so he put the kids under the bed and then he jumped out of the window because I, I, from. From seeing all of the other police brutality cases, I'm sure Jimmy's first thought was to protect those kids because he didn't know what, you know, what the officers was going to do once they got inside the apartment. Yeah. So, um, I know there's been a lot of protesting. So, what are some other type of processes have, like, people suggested to get the Jimmy Ashton's story worldwide instead of just in Atlanta. Well, he was featured on a BET show called Cop Watch. Um, it was that series was able to get the story out more worldwide. Um, once that show aired, we received, you know, comments from the shade room, from different celebrities posting about it. Um, and and I, I must say that We've gotten more support from people outside of Georgia than we have right here in the state where Jimmy was born and raised. Mm, wow, that's 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 amazing yes. right there. Yeah, that's um that's really amazing. So when I started this podcast, I um stated that like how police brutality is is getting out of control and like how a lot of the police is just getting getting away with the punishment that they should have. So what do you think about 
police brutality and the police is not getting no punishment, like not going to jail. I feel like the laws should be changed because right now the laws are in the favor of the officers. Um, the only thing the officer have to say really to not be charged is I thought he had a gun. His hand looked like a gun. It looked like he had a weapon when in majority of these cases, no weapon has been found. With Jimmy, Jimmy didn't have a weapon. He never had a weapon. No officer ever said he had a weapon. So it's it's like you can say his finger looked like a weapon. You know, and then that was your reason for shooting. But they are using that because that protects them from being charged just to say that they thought he had a weapon or his hand moved in, you know, in the motion of a weapon or something like that. So the first thing we need to do is get the laws changed to stop protecting these officers for killing unarmed black citizens or unarmed citizens that, you know, all together. These laws have to be changed because right now they feel like they can kill somebody and get away with it because they're protected. Yeah, that's that's totally true. Like, even with like all the like even the Trayvon Martins and just going on and on and on. So, um, how was the Minnesota protest and the protest in Minnesota, the peaceful protest at that? Oh, that that protest was amazing, and um, it was just overwhelming to be invited out of state to get support from people that you've never met, you've never, you know, you don't know anything about them. They're not from Georgia, but to be invited out for a weekend for other families to stand in solidarity with you to fight for justice, it was just amazing. I had a chance to meet so many other families that from all around the country that's going through the exact same thing. Um, I met Ahmaud Aubrey's mother, Kendrick Johnson mother. Kendrick Johnson is the young man that was found rolled up in the mat at um in Savannah in Valdosta, Georgia. Um, I got a chance to meet with um um Brianna Taylor's family, a Tatiana family, um, just so many people and the uh, so many other families that name has not been mentioned that has died from police brutality. Um, we were treated like royalty. The people really, really treated us like royalty. Um, it, it was just overwhelming. It was, it was so, it was just so moving to see people from other states embrace us when we can't get that same affection here in Georgia. Yes. Yeah, and um, I know Jimmy actually he was a a good rapper and just wanted to take care of his family, just make it get his family, just take care. Of. Um, is there anything else we want to say like about Jimmy Atchison and just about his case that other people do not know of? Um, yes, I, I, I there's a couple of things I wanted to say. Um, first of all. The federal task force never had a warrant to go to Jimmy's um, son's mother house to arrest him. Um, 
we feel that the information that caused them to go to there was to her home was bogus and probably given you know out of contents to get a warrant to be signed and issued um I also want to know that Jimmy was a he wasn't perfect but he was a really good kid he enjoyed music he enjoyed you know family he he was very very close with his seven sisters um he loved his daughter and his son and it's, it's just unfortunately that we lost him the way that we did. Yes, very unfortunately. So how how has Keisha Lance Bottom or any of anybody that's involved in the city of Atlanta, how have they responded to it? Like have they sent their condolence out or have they just haven't said well? It? We tried to meet with Ms. with Mayor Bottoms from the beginning. She ignored our letters. Um, the chief of police at the time, she ignored our letters. We kept sending letters, and finally they agreed to meet with us. Um, they sat across from us and told us that they were sorry, but you, you can feel when somebody is genuinely, genuinely sorry for something that happened, and that wasn't the case with either one of them. Um, we've asked Miss Bottoms several times to, you know, fire the officer. She gave him the option to be fired or resign. He chose to resign from the position, which gives him the opportunity to work for another, you know, police agency in another county or another state, which is unfair. Um, this officer has been known to be aggress aggressive in the past. Nothing has been done to him. Everything is saying that there wasn't enough evidence to discipline him or whatever. So what, what kind of evidence do you need to discipline an officer that has several several complaints of being over-aggressive? I mean, what did it take? Did it right. take for Jiminy to lose his life for you to realize this, this officer is doing something wrong and you still did not fire him? You gave him the, op the option to resign? Um, Atlanta has a huge police brutality problem that's being swept under the rug. And it's time that people realize that, understand that, and do something about it. Because our elected officials are not. They're just letting it happen. Right. Right. That's that's very that's very right. So that's um about the end of this um podcast. We we will we are going to have. We're going to have to keep. We're going to keep. I encourage you just to keep, keep pushing because this will justice will be served for Jimmy. Thank you. I know it may take a long time, but justice will will be thank served. Thank you. Thank you for joining joining this podcast and last justice. For thank Jimmy. you so much. Bye bye. Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for just joining this last podcast about the Jimmy Atchison case and Polish brutality. First, I want to say thank you for Tim Atchison and Tammy Featherstone for joining the podcast to, to tell me more about the case that the news or just that it's not written up on paper. As you can tell, what Tammy said that... um. Keisha Lance Bottoms counseled the, well, they had a meeting, but 
all they were just saying was they're sorry. And I feel like right then, when they they knew about the case, they should have said something like justice will be served. It was like they did not have no type of no type of just determined determination about this. And two, when I when we interviewed Tammy, she told us about how Sean Kim basically can go to an, he may be somewhere else being a police officer and he has a murder behind him. And that right there, that scares me because I have a lot of family around everywhere. And what if he gets a hold to one of my family members trying to pull him over and use and be physical with them? And that's that's why I feel like the police, the Atlanta Police Department is hiding how physical their officers is and how it's a lot of cases. It's a lot of cases with them just brutalizing just regular citizens. And I feel like that needs to stop. Like I wanted, one, I was thinking about doing just a, a peaceful protest to honor the families and that lost lives or has been hurt, hurting by a police officer. And I just feel that's just so sad. So while I was looking on some more information about Jimmy Atchison, I had came across this video that 11 Alive posted about the witness saying that nothing, saying that basically he never had a weapon when it wasn't no robbery, he just asked to use a phone. And I just want to jaw to hear it. The family of a 21-year-old gunned down by an Atlanta police officer plans to sue the city for, get this, $20 million. Jimmy Atchison was shot and killed while an officer served a warrant for armed robbery. Hope Ford has new information tonight from a witness that has attorneys questioning, all right, what really happened? Told him over and over again, you know, he didn't have a gun, he didn't rob her. A new witness coming forward about what she says happened before a man was shot and killed by Atlanta police. Jimmy Atchison was a suspect in an armed robbery accused of stealing a woman's cell phone. That's why police went looking for him the day he died. In a video released on Twitter, Lynn McFashion says he only borrowed the woman's phone and walked away. In a witness statement to police, McFashion said, quote, no force was involved and he never robbed the woman at gunpoint. Tanya Miller is the attorney for Atchison's family. In the same video, she claims this is proof Atchison should never have been considered an armed robbery suspect. She essentially converted this phone incident into an armed robbery, and it was a complete fabrication. Attorney Gerald Griggs told me tonight Atchison was shot one time in the face with the bullet entering around his eye. The family maintains Atchison was unarmed on the day he was killed. And the FBI told me they can't comment on McFashion's statements because the armed robbery was not their case, but the FBI does continue to investigate the Atchison shooting. So there it is talking about they're still investigating. And I just feel like there is nothing else to say about it. I feel like there's nothing else to just try to investigate. I feel like the police officer should come up and just say he made an accident and killed Jimmy Atchison. But that, as you can see, that hasn't happened yet. <clears throat> While this family is still... <clears throat> serving wanting justice for Jimmy, they're doing a lot of non-profit organizations where they go 
and give out coats to the young people that doesn't have none because it's very cold out there right now. And they're just doing a lot of stuff. So I feel like this case is going into the right direction. And I just feel that just Jimmy Ashton will get justice. And this family, this Ashton family, it's not going to, they're not going to bow down to nothing. They're going to, they don't really care if they have money. They're, they're suing because on the video it says they're suing for $20 million. But this, this Atchison family does not care about money. A life costs more than $21 million, $20 million, and this family is going to get justice. They will not feel like this family will get Jimmy Ashton justice and get Sean Kim fired, which he needs to be. And maybe he needs to be arrested too because he's, he's basically a murderer. Just just a cold, he did a cold murder on Jimmy Atchison. Well, thank you for joining this podcast. I love you all. And one last thing, justice for Jimmy.